Brothers and sisters, we must stop saying that the Bible is the authoritative word of God because that's not true. The word of man, inspired by the word of God, where man wrote on behalf of God, either through firsthand experience or by God himself through his word, revealing what he wanted man to know about him and his creation. There is no authority given under heaven to anyone else but the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, not the Bible nor the word of man. There is going to be some mistakes in the Bible, as it should be, because the word of man is not infallible. The word of God is, which is Jesus, who has no mistakes or fault in him. And if any of you are a writer out there like I am, you could still write down and relay a message without the message being messed up. But you know, here and there, you're going to have some typos, some misspellings. You might even have some skipped words that you meant to say, but you were in such a rush that you forgot to write it down. Your message doesn't get messed up when you turn in that essay or when you write that book. It's even amazing how the human mind works, too, because you can actually write a sentence. Forget writing a few words of that sentence. Don't you know the human mind actually just puts those words there because it's so used to seeing certain words together? You may not even realize there are mistakes in a lot of books that you write, but you still got the message of the book while ignoring or missing the error. Because a lot of times you'll be like, I know what the author meant. When you read any translation or any version of the Bible, as I love to read all of them, or at least the ones I've read anyway, because by reading different translations, you're actually getting different ways of saying the same thing helping you to get a lot deeper in your studies. Because, you know, there are many ways that you can say the same thing and relay the same message while revealing different lessons. I've heard people say there are mistakes in the scriptures, that there are typos and that there are missing verses and all this other kind of stuff. Or that a translation is not reliable or this version is this or that. But what is interesting is that before I even knew all this information, in this information age, I would just pick up the Bible and just start reading it. And see, the thing is, is that my teacher, my father, my heavenly father, is the one that teaches me. All understanding comes from him. I wouldn't even realize whatever these other people were saying were missing when I'm reading and studying the scriptures. The same scriptures that reveal the word of God, but are not the word of God, that talk about the word of God. I would still get the same message that God is relaying to mankind. And that message would not be messed up or screwed up either. Even the versions where I would not personally recommend, like, for example, the Message Bible or the Passion Bible. I don't even know if those are really accurate translations. Even there, God's message of his plan of redemption is still present. God's message of repenting of your sins is still present. And the word of God, who is Jesus, is still being glorified. Even if he's being glorified on the elementary level where verses and scriptures are being watered down, he's still being glorified. Now, those translations or versions that go way off, claim to be holy, but actually do not put a focus on Jesus, that's how you know those are false. That's how you know, canon or not, another religion or not, that the Father didn't speak to man to write down what he had to say. For example, I know I got some brothers and sisters. There's a lot of sheep over there in Islam. This is what my father has already told me. And I'm going to keep making, God willing, videos for those sheep to get fed so that they may be saved by believing on the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and ours, all of our sins. Because, for example, in Islam, the authoritative word of God, who is Jesus, did not speak 
to Muhammad, whom many people call Prophet Muhammad. Instead, an angel spoke to Muhammad. I find it interesting because other religions have started like that too, that claim to be of God. Mormonism, for example, the man Joseph Smith, or at least this is what I've been told anyway, because I don't really like to believe much of anything in this world. But it is believed that Joseph Smith was approached by an angel, given new revelations and all that other mess. Coincidentally, just like with Islam, Joseph Smith was revealed new revelations and new scriptures claiming that what God said before to man was false, but that now you have the true revelation and everybody else is false. You see, God does not change, nor is he like a man that he needs to repent. In other words, he's not a man to change his mind. So what he says is final. So when all these other religions will come and say, everything that was said before is just not true. And now this is true. You know that is coming from the devil. Who is going to make you or want to make you doubt God and what he says. You know, that's the devil because the devil is going to be telling people that everything that God said and his command is false. Then people that believe the devil's lies, you know, because the devil is tempting and speaking to the flesh. Through the pride of life, an individual will think this newfound knowledge or enlightenment makes them the truth or makes them true. It's no different than the same telling of the lie where the devil tells people that they can be like God and be true and know and have good knowledge just like God. So this tempts the flesh to anybody who believes these false teachings and false religions that claim to be holy and from God. It teaches that person that they're right and everybody else is wrong. And you know that comes from the devil because no person is right. Let every man be a liar, but God be the truth. See? And you will also see this when a lot of religions will be fighting against each other and saying that my religion is the true religion, or my faith is the true faith. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You're not going to be arguing with people because you know the truth. What point is there to argue with the lie? What point is to boast about what you think is the truth? Again, I said this in other videos, when you know a lie, or when you believe in a lie anyway, you have to convince yourself that it's the truth, or be convinced First, that is the truth. And now you got to go convince other people. When you know the truth, you're just going to be telling it. You don't have to boast about what you know. You'll be boasting in the Lord who is the truth. See the difference? Remember in the Garden of Eden, God relayed his command through his word, Jesus, to Adam. He said, Adam, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. That's an example of God relaying his word to mankind. Now, if Adam was responsible for writing down what God said, that's pretty much how it has worked in human history. When God talked to man, it'll be Adam writing down what God said. Adam means man or mankind. We know that the serpent came to Eve and said, God did not say that. He knows that the day that you eat of this fruit your eyes will be open and you'll be like God's, knowing good and evil. You see, I keep going back to the Garden of Eden in a lot of my videos because there are so many lessons in the first three chapters where God reveals to man and wants man to know how sneaky and tactful the serpent, the devil, is. Because when he was talking to Eve, he changed what God said in his commandments, but yet it was very, very close to what God said. 
that same serpent who can walk around masking himself as an angel of light because you know the devil he used to be an angel of light will be out here telling many other people too everything that god said before was false people wrote down the wrong thing they made mistakes there are errors all throughout the scriptures and the translations you can't trust one of them or you shouldn't trust that one because of course the devil is going to tempt the flesh and anyone walking according to it to rely on their own understanding when it comes to picking a version or a translation when that person doesn't realize that i don't care what version you pick you're not going to get any understanding of what you read until you got the father teaching you through his word, relaying his word in his mind to you while you study them scriptures. Yeah, you better search them scriptures and I better too to show myself approved. But remember, who is the one approving you in the first place? Who is the one who ordained you and chosen you in the first place? Our father in heaven. He'll also be letting you know what not to read as well that includes commentary or all these other extra books that people claim to be so holier than thou because he'll let you know that didn't come from my mind he'll let you know that didn't talk about me that doesn't talk about me it glorifies fables and fantasies and stories people and that's how you know i've said in another video you know you've ever heard the phrase where if you want to find corruption with a company or with people, you follow the money trail. Well, you want to find out if a revelation or something has been revealed by God, the word of God, who is being glorified? Because in all these other books that I scanned, but I just couldn't read because I was not interested and didn't care about learning more about angels than I did about God. I did not really care about certain mistakes that people were claiming because I'm like this the message is still being relayed my father's still teaching me what I need to hear you're so focused on an, a typo or error or however a person translated the message to one language from one language to another because you know again we're not going to be speaking the exact same way in dialect but the message didn't get messed up you'll have people focusing so much on that they miss the forest for the trees the forest is all that deep goodness and bread from above. That manna. They ain't eating. They too focus on the surface. People out here debating about how or what the revelations of God is written on instead of actually reading it. Because if they truly put their faith and trust in God, the word of God, the only authoritative word of God, which is Jesus, then Jesus would be out here showing them because he, you know, he speaks to his sheep what he already revealed in scripture to man to begin with that the word of God is preserved and cannot be destroyed. Heaven and earth may be destroyed, but the word of our God lasts forever because you see the word of God, which is Jesus is eternal, not the Bible. The Bible wasn't here in the beginning. A lot of us have already read John one and John one, it says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Now, it didn't say in the beginning was the Bible. Or it didn't say in the beginning was the word and the word was the Bible. And the Bible was with God and the Bible was God. It didn't say that. It never will either. And I know that because 
again, what's been revealed to us as mankind, humankind, you know, humans, all those pretty hues that are a reflection of the light, which is Christ, who coincidentally is the light of men, doesn't glorify another. Because if God, which he doesn't do this, but if God did glorify the Bible in the same way that Muslims glorify the Quran, saying there's miracles in there, in the same way that mankind glorifies the canon, saying there's extra stories we must know, we need to know, saying how a lot of people who glorify their religious textbooks, if you notice, man glorifies creation and not the creator. If God were to glorify the Bible, he would be doing exactly what mankind does, glorifying the word of man. Because the Bible is the revelations written by man, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? When you're inspired by someone to do something, that's not coming from your own motives and mindset. You're being moved because of whomever you're being inspired by. Because we know mankind, if you really are honest and read them scriptures, you wouldn't be out here arguing about, oh, this translation is wrong. This mistake is this. If you're really being taught by our father, who is the truth, you would not be able to be out here talking about them scriptures was written by man in the sense that it came from the mind of man and not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Because mankind loves to hide and pretend like they're doing no wrong. We see it today. We, ain't, we don't have to write that down. How many times you got people walking around talking about they're a good person? They're walking around saying, I make no mistakes. I don't sin. Or they have different levels to sin. And they say, that sin is not that bad. I, I'm good enough. I don't sin as bad as that other person over there. While at the same time calling themselves a good person. And you have that same type of person trying to sit here and talk about the scriptures that were also written by men that have fault and conclude and try to tell other people God has fault because man was the one that couldn't write down and be infallible like God at the same time. When in reality, the fact that there may be some translation errors and stuff showcases that man has fault and can be faulty. Reiterating what God says and who he is, that he is faultless. But a person is out here trying to scrutinize the scriptures instead of going to the author first. You're already seeing where their motive is. They don't want the truth. Because they would realize and recognize that and acknowledge that. They would also scrutinize every other book or text in the same manner and realize there are errors there too. In translation and in revelation from man. But the message doesn't change. That type of person is someone that already, before they even talk about the scriptures or before they even try to discount the scriptures, they're already in their heart trying to find fault in Jesus where there is none. And they ignore the people that was right there with Jesus, you know, that, that saw him walking on earth. People that didn't even have the law of God. Pilate, Pontius Pilate even said, I find no fault in this man. You have people never seen Jesus. They don't know Jesus because when you don't know Jesus, you're still blind. You don't see. You can't see him. You can't hear from him when you're still in your sin, <laughs> especially when you're trying to be out here looking for a fault in him. 
Because why would he reveal himself to you? I wouldn't even want to do that. Somebody that's constantly trying to look for fault in me, which this has happened before. And they prefer to believe the image they made up of me in their mind, which is a bunch of lies, instead of what I'm actually presenting. I can be standing right before that person. They, they still don't see me. That's how people are with Jesus. He's out here still walking through people because he is the Holy Spirit of God. He's the Word of God. He's still walking through people, talking through people, and people are still like, no, 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 no. I want my own version of Jesus that I prefer to worship. I will listen when he presents himself to me this way, all about me, 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 me. I don't like how this is written down because I think it should be like this. And when I go to heaven, when I die, I'm going to stand before God and say, why didn't you? No, you won't. No, you won't. Because see, you don't even know who you're talking about. Notice how much I and me was being mentioned because self-entitlement is real. When you really want to know the truth, you're not just going to be out here trying to look for fault. You're going to be looking for the truth, you see? Again, missing the forest for the trees. Everybody already knows when you're out here trying to look at something or look for something, your perspective is going to be skewed when you're looking for whatever you're looking for. So if a person is out here that is looking for fault in Jesus, well, guess what that would mean? They would find what they're looking for, not because it's actually there, but because their motives and their heart would be in alignment with the devil's, who coincidentally also loves to condemn and be an accuser of brethren. But he first was out here trying to accuse God and claim that he's this, this, and that when he's not, because we know he's the father of lies. He wants people to believe that God is fault, has fault, or has sin. He wants people to believe those lies because if they do, they won't follow him. They won't believe in him. And if they believe the devil telling, you know, if they believe the devil who's telling them this, they're already caught because once you believe in the devil's lies and you're in agreement with his lies, it's just a manifestation of what's in your heart already before the devil came talking to you, which is basically you claiming to be God who is faultless. And since you've already decided in your heart that you are your own God and your own master, because you have no fault that you're good, all good comes from you, love comes from you. Well, there can only be one God. And according to you, if you're in the pride of life, that's only going to be you. So now you got to go out and discredit the true God. And with that perverted mindset, you're already in agreement with the devil who does that already getting human beings, getting people from glorifying God. And this is one of the ways that he does it. Through human error, of course, when we would call the Bible the word of God. And it's natural, it's understandable. I mean, again, I used to do it too before my father convicted me about that. He understands that we do a lot of things in ignorance. So this is why I'm making this video. Because it's natural to say the Bible is the word of God because to those of us who know that them scriptures only main focus is from the beginning to the end on the word of God, which is Jesus. It's natural to say the Bible is the word of God, like a baby. You know how a toddler, when they're learning how to talk and you know what they're saying, you know what they're trying to say, even if they don't pronunciate or say the sentence correctly, you know what they're trying to say. Again, what I said earlier, you know, the message is still coming across if the messenger kind of messes up their sentences. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I believe our father allows it to happen for a lot of reasons. 
because he meets us where we are. When he uses mankind to reveal his knowledge and his understanding, person A, for example, I'm just going to have to go off of how we categorize intelligence, but I don't really fully agree with it. But this is just to relay the point I'm saying here for instructional purposes only. Person A may have a second grade understanding and reading level. Doesn't mean they're stupid. That's just how they perceive and understand the world in conversation. Now you got person B that's over here on college level. They're still going to be learning the same lesson or message Let's say when we're talking about, I don't know, math. Addition is the same as to a second grade mindset than it is to a college level mindset. But we know with the college level, there is a lot more math that has been revealed to someone that is in college than someone that's in second grade. Well, let's see. Since the college level person has already passed and learned that level of understanding, that the person A has, which is the second grade understanding, God may use that college level person to relay the message to the second grader or the second grade level person. I'm getting, you get what I'm saying. See? Fault. <laughs> because that person already learned it. And we know if you don't know how to explain any complex situation or ideology in a simplistic matter, you really don't know it either. But if the college level person only explained it to the person that can only read and understand things on the second grade level, if he explained it to that type of person with college level explanations, he'd be talking right over that person's head. That person may also feel intimidated as well because they're like, I don't know all of this stuff. Am I dumb? Which again, when God is relaying his truth and his knowledge, he doesn't operate that way. People operate that way when they come up with these fancy definitions and stuff like that, but God doesn't operate that way. He even says his word, his word and his scripture that has been revealed can be taught to a child. While at the same time, the more that you're studying the scriptures and the more time that you're spending in prayer and just with the father on your walk with him, you'll start to understand more of the levels of deepness. Again, like all those different college levels that are a lot deeper than the second grade level. What will be relayed before that was milk, it's the same message, but it's now meat. Lots and lots of meat. No, you have a father who will be revealing certain knowledge and information to mankind. He may actually be revealing that college level information to the second grade individual, not through man. He may not be even talking through man to do this. He may talk directly to that second grade level person. We already know that God says he uses what the world considers foolish and shameful things of the world to fool and shame the wise or those who think they are. That's going to be what the world considers weak. You know, your children, women, somebody that's handicapped according to the world, God's going to use them. And while that person may be writing down what he says, he actually would allow for that person to write down some mistakes and errors. Besides the fact that he's using a human body, that's going to happen. Because the person that he will be using was born of man. Jesus was not born of man. He was born of the Holy Spirit. I've also had people ask me, or I've even heard before, why didn't Jesus write down 
his own teachings and his ministry, I believe this is one of the reasons for why. Because had, here's just a thought, had Jesus written down the scriptures by himself, instead of allowing for mankind to write on his behalf to the perverted mind of man, they can think of that as, look at God being arrogant and all boastful. He just over there writing about himself. Because again, you got them fault finders. They'll find something. But then you also have, the, the there's another thought that came to mind. Jesus was faultless. So anything that's going to come from him is going to be faultless as well. That would include what he would write down. But it would be coming from his own first person perspective. Which would also mean everything that he would have written, how he would have written it, would have been intentionally faultless, no errors. What would end up happening when people who have not been saved yet by believing in Jesus and not the scriptures, what would happen if people, what would happen if Jesus written down his own ministry? Because again, like, we, like I said earlier, the only thing that would be coming from him is no errors, no typos people would end up worshiping the scriptures. Now, people already do that today, but I'm saying that they actually would have a reason to do so and not be in the wrong because what would be written in them scriptures was perfection. And actually, that would be an example of where man wouldn't be at fault because God designed us to glorify perfection and to worship perfection. And since God does not tempt, nor is he tempted, I believe that's why. When Jesus was on earth, he didn't write down scriptures by himself. He let man do it. While at the same time, he also knows that mankind, while being under the fear of man and not the fear of the Lord, while still being a slave of sin and having a carnal mind, mankind, the natural man, is going to listen to people first before they listen to God. So basically, God, again, there's many ways where he meets you where you are. To still get his message across, of course, because people out here that are talking about that there's mistakes about God's word. I'm telling you, they are the ones that already go. They don't even have to open the Bible. They already believe in their heart that there's fault in Jesus and they don't have any. So they're going to open them scriptures and have the devil be telling them this is fault. That is fault. That is fault. That's not what God really said. Just like how he was talking to Eve. That's why it's pointless and fruitless. Really a work of the flesh to debate people or to even debate people like this, because you're really going up against the devil. I already made a video about this, so I'm not going to talk too much in it. But you're going against a person that's meditating on the devil's lies, believing them to be true, and probably going up against the devil or some demons yourself. When you're trying to out here and debate what the truth is, you already know what the truth is. They don't. The devil know what the truth is. That's why when you resist the devil, he'll flee from you. You do that by sticking to the word of God. You may not have the scriptures on you, but they're going to be in your heart when you believe in his word for forgiveness of your sins. I know I'm all over the place, but I'm just saying what's coming to mind right now. <laughs> Actually, that's just how it is when God reveals what he wants mankind to know. It's just going to be coming to mind right now. Except I'm not writing it down. I'm just speaking. That's how it was originally anyway. At least that's what I thought, or that's what I think. The revelations of God was orally distributed before it was illustrated in manuscripts. But again, the message still is the same. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And he was buried in a tomb for three days. 
But on that third day, he rose from the grave. He walked out of that tomb. And he is now at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And he will return. For an encore, he will return. Hopefully, when he returns to those who are listening, you will believe in him and not the lies and the words that are passing across in this world as truth or as facts. I'm going to put a big emphasis on won't just already be sounding like the serpent when you believe in him audibly. You really will be sissing around a lot. I'm, I'm just saying. Because these people are sneaky out here, y'all. It's sneaky. Real sneaky. I used to know someone very close to me that would just sit there and scrutinize the scriptures. They'll be trying to look hard for something. Or I've heard someone that I used to date tell me. I say used to. I put a put a very big emphasis on used to. This was a long time ago. Where they said that the Bible is not all the way true. Not everything in it is true. Some things are in there are true. And I basically said to him, because I'm not going to argue with you. I know who the truth is. On a baby basic level, I know who the truth was and still is. And just when I could barely understand the scriptures, when I was just coming into the faith, what I was being revealed and shown, because when I was reading the King James, for example, that's what I started to read. I was like, before I couldn't read it, I couldn't understand it for a lick. <laughs> but I always was like, it's, got, it's something there. It's some, there's something very powerful here. And I just, I used to try to take notes reading the King James when I was really little, like 12. I remember I had a whole bunch of notebooks, kind of like what I do now. And I was just writing, I was like, maybe if I just write down the names of the people, because they're being repeated here and here. And I think there's something to this. I think that there's a reason why there's a genealogy being mentioned. I think there's a reason for why it's leading to something. So I was searching them scriptures when I wasn't saved. I was like 11 or 12 years old, but I still knew. I was like, okay, even if I don't understand, I know there's something here, something important here. I was just always curious, but I couldn't really understand and comprehend them, King James <laughs> or any scriptures. I would be reading some parts I would kind of get if I read it, but the rest of it, it was just confusing. So I remember that mindset, the carnal mind. I remember that mindset that tries to understand them, the word of God, what's written about the word of God without him. I remember. So when I hear people be talking about they don't understand or this is accurate and this is not, I'm like, you're not honest. I know you're not honest. Even God says that you need the spirit to discern spiritual things. That's why at that age I couldn't understand it. But to a person who, who has made themselves God in their own heart, they, they have to declare their own standard of goodness. They have to believe that, well, if I can't understand it, it must not be true. So I'm going to go somewhere where I can understand something, not realizing that they're actually revealing to themselves their own judgment, that they are false. They're full of fault. If you can't understand something, you're not a know-it-all. You can't know it all. It's just like what was in the scriptures revealed to us during Jesus' ministry when he was teaching. And he said, you must eat of my body and drink of my blood. And those fans, those many crowds of people that were following him, one of the people said, who can understand such things? And then they, they dispersed. They walked away. They didn't really want the bread of life. They didn't want Jesus. They didn't want the truth. They wanted knowledge. And they couldn't understand and, uh, and interpret what he was saying. 
They couldn't understand spiritual things with the natural mind. So what did they do? Who can understand such things? They discounted God right in front of them and walked away, but they didn't see that because they couldn't see. Only Jesus is gonna cause you to see. What they really wanted was lies. Imagine people today who are still like that, who discount God, because that's what they're doing when they're sitting here saying, there's mistakes in the scriptures. They're not talking about mistakes as in man makes mistakes and the message still didn't get messed up. No, they were, they're going directly to God because that's who their enemy is in their heart. Their enemy is still God. They're an enemy to God when they're still living in sin. And so they're out here saying that God is not true. He doesn't say what he really means. He doesn't really exist because he's still in the devil's lies as telling them. The devil knows what Jesus says. You can only serve one master. You can't serve two masters at the same time. You allow to love one or hate the other. And the devil wants you to love him or lust after him and his lies. So as long as he's got your attention, you're going to hate the other. With the other in this situation is God. But anyway, that person that I had dated, I remember he said that there is, there is some truth here and here and there. So at least I'm like, he acknowledged because he does. He, at least what he's told me, and based off of what I've seen at the time, he acknowledged that God exists. But a lot of people that acknowledge that God exists are still going to hell too, because a lot of people can acknowledge, that, oh yeah, that's the truth, and still be like, I'm going to still, I'm going to still follow the lie though. So that doesn't really mean that's not going to save you. That doesn't mean anything. You acknowledge it, but why didn't you believe in it? Because you didn't want the truth. And so I basically told him, this again, like I said earlier, I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with you, especially when I already can hear. Because again, Jesus will give you eyes to see and ears to hear. You're gonna hear when people are talking and you'll, you'll hear when the Holy Spirit tells you when to speak and when not to speak in this situation. I was hearing him talk and I was like, he don't want the truth. But then it reminded me of how I was in that relationship when he didn't want the truth. He always wanted drama. Everything I hated, that's what he wanted. And uh, I basically said to him, you know, for you to sit here and say that there's some truth here and there, but not everything in the Bible is accurate and truthful and all the other kind of stuff. And so we have to go find the rest of it. Like God would not have you doing that. Because again, you're leaning on your own understanding. But again, that's what the devil wants you to do. Lean on your own understanding because you're like God. You know good and evil. So now you can judge what is good and what is right and what is evil and what is not. And you really can't. You can't because you don't know everything. You got to know everything first to be able to do that. <laughs> so that's why you got to go to God. But anyway, I said, if that is true. No, I didn't say if that was true. I'm trying to remember what I said. I said, um, if you believe that, then that means you must know what the truth is. He was like, what? I said, you have to know what the truth is in order to know what's not the truth. He couldn't say anything. Interestingly enough, we got off the phone, <laughs> but I'm not, I, I just want people to think. I want you to think about what you're saying. I remember this is how my dad got me <laughs> when I was really young. It was so annoying because when I was young, I used to hate it. He used to come at me and be like, you need to talk as if you're talking to a judge and you're in the courtroom. I'm like, why am I always in the courtroom? I didn't realize when I was younger, it wasn't until I got older, I had a lot of lawyers and judges in my family. <laughs> Ironically, I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a JAG lawyer before I was saved. So this is probably where this is coming from. Maybe it would have ended up being a judge. It may still be, I don't know. But 
He used to say, you have to talk like you're talking, like a judge is talking to you. And when this happens, you need to answer questions directly. I didn't realize he was teaching me what Jesus was teaching me at the time, but he was saying, you need to let your yes be yes and your no's be no's, basically. Don't give more information than you need. He wasn't teaching me how to talk like a politician or a corrupt lawyer. He was just saying, do not overgive because basically, I didn't get this at the time, but I got this later on in life. People will pervert what you say. Again, basically what Jesus says, don't throw your pearls before swine or they'll turn around. They'll trample over it and they'll turn around and then come at you and attack you. Which is another reason for why I don't really care to argue because that's not being frontational with your statements. I'm basically in a pigsty or a mud bath wrestling with a pig. So I'm relaying that point because my dad was like, you have to really think about what you're saying before you speak. Really think about what you're about to say before you speak. <laughs> I thank God for my father here because I need a dad like that when I was a little girl because we know girls, females, we talk way too much. We don't think before we speak a lot of times. A lot of males don't either, but I'm just saying. We talk more, let's be honest. We gonna, if we make any, if men and, and, and women make mistakes, women will probably end up sinning with their lips and making more mistakes than a man would because we're gonna be talking more. Because if I really think about what I'm going to say before I say it, I may mean something in my heart, but not know how to relay it properly, then I don't need to speak at all. But if I'm not thinking, I'm just gonna say what's on my mind and on my heart and then expect the other person to understand where I'm coming from and then we are in a whole world of mess and confusion. So I just wanted him, my now ex at the time, to think about what he's saying. When I basically said, if you're claiming, because again, I'm not, I already know the truth, but I was basically talking to him as if I didn't. I was like, if this is your claim that you're making, you're talking about being a scientist and not practicing scientism, or pseudoscience, you have to be honest. If you're claiming that, that, that this book or collection of books, there is some truth in there and there is not, you have to already at the same time be claiming to know what the truth is to be able to make that statement and for that statement to be true. Otherwise, you're just running at the side of your mouth, at the side of your neck and you're running on your feelings and making your judgments off of your feelings or off of your understanding of a topic that you don't know about, but you don't like the fact that you don't know it or that you don't know everything. And so you have to discount God in order to feel better about yourself, basically. Because when the carnal mind is trying to sit here and read about God, <laughs> the carnal mind, which is enmity with God, which means adverse, opposite, at war with God. When a person is not saved by believing on the name of Jesus, which is the word of God, they're still in their own word, in the word of man, which is where the devil is speaking through. And that same mindset that only has been accustomed to meditating on lies and misinterpretations is trying to understand a mind that has no fault and has no misinterpretations, is not gonna be able to understand it. And so a prideful person who's at least not gonna be honest, because you can still be a carnal, you can still have a carnal mind, you can still not be saved, 
and be honest that, yeah, I don't know everything and, and not discount the scriptures. You'll just be like, I don't really talk about those, what's written in the scriptures or the history of that, because I'll be talking about something that's not, that I don't know about. But do you got a prideful person that will sit here and they'll try to pick apart the scriptures saying what's truth and what's not basically acting like they're God. Cause only God is out here telling people what's the truth and what's not. <laughs> But the person that's doing that is doing it based on the fact that they can't understand things that they're reading. Again, just like that person that said to Jesus, who can understand such things? And then they walked away from God who knew everything. They actually said, who can understand such things? After Jesus said, take of my body and eat it and drink of my blood. And Jesus was the one that person was supposed to go to if they wanted life, if they wanted the truth and all knowledge for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But this person was more focused on, I don't understand this. And if I don't understand it, it must not be true. It's not worth my time. It's not worth pursuing. Whereas God tells you to pursue wisdom, chase after her. That person's like, mm -mm, something else out here in this world is much better. That's what people are doing when they out here and they trying to pick, up, pick apart the scriptures. And in our own ignorance, when we have, we didn't think, again, because we're, we're learning, brothers and sisters, we didn't think that a lot of us know that the Bible is not actually the word of God, but there are a lot of people who believe that they can be saved by having knowledge. Like the Pharisees, they thought they still were in God's goodness and graces just because of their head knowledge. So there are people that will believe that the Bible is the word of God subconsciously. But to those of us who've been saved by Jesus, we know we were saved by believing in his gospel, that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and he rose from the grave. We know the Bible didn't save us. But again, this goes back to what I had said earlier when my dad was telling me, you need to always be talking like you're talking to a lawyer or a judge. Think before you speak. Because what you really mean, God knows your heart. So he knows what you really mean. And he, what he has to say and his praise is what's most important anyway. We don't, we're not out here to explain ourselves to nobody. But you miss getting into a lot of trouble here on this earth when you think before you speak. In fact, you're acting more like God anyway. You're being holy as he is holy. When you're being prudent in your speech. Speaking to the choir. Not judging you. I'm getting on myself. Think before you speak. Is this worth me saying? Is this person possibly going to misscrew this? Is there a way that I can say this? And you don't even have to keep thinking in your head like that, honestly, because again, the Holy Spirit, if you're saved by your faith in Jesus, he'll, our Father will tell you what to say. He'll tell you what to say. Before, I, that's what I had to do. I had to go back and forth in my head because I was like, I don't want the person to think this way about me or I don't want them to think I'm doing this when I'm really doing that. Now I don't care. I'm going to tell you the truth. You can think what you want. I'm going to keep stepping. <laughs> Dust my feet off if you don't want the truth. It's not a joke that if you don't want the truth. But it's just the reality of the, the world we live in. Not everybody want it. Not everybody want him. So, basically, long story short, let's stop saying that the Bible is the word of God. The infallible word of God or the authoritative word of God. The Bible is not the word of God. If we slow down and think about what we're actually saying, we're actually saying the Bible equals God. The Bible is God. And it's not. It's the written revelations of who he is that he wanted mankind to know more about him. And there is so much more about him that I know is not revealed in the scriptures. 
just like how, for example, there are so many things that Jesus did, who is the son of God, who is God himself, was walking on earth. There's so many things that Jesus did here on earth. Too many things that they didn't even write about it. There is a lot that God keeps to himself because it's not necessarily known or needed to be known by man because he's intentional about his speech. What he has revealed to us is what he wants us to know. Can't nobody, no human being, no demons or the devil can change what God has said because when God speaks, his word is eternal because he's eternal. So when it's written down, mankind can't change it. You can go and try to burn the Bible. You can go and try to do this and this. And I've heard a lot of very amazing stories too, how a house will burn down and the Bible will be intact, not even touched or all kinds of stuff. But at the end of the day, Bible's not God, not the word of, he's that the Bible's not the word of God, but to a person who loves knowledge, it's not even just the Bible. A lot of people who love knowledge more than the tree of life, they'll look at a book or the internet as their God because they're getting their sustenance from their God, which would be in the form of a book. They're worshiping creation rather than creator. And in the sense where a person will actually even subconsciously believe that the Bible is the word of God, they'll be like, less. I'm not, I'm not saying everybody who says this thinks this way, but I've just heard a lot of people say things like, we have to think biblically and scripturally about this. And I'm like, I used to say these things too. So that's why I said that's not, but at the same time, I knew Jesus saved me. <laughs> I wasn't saved by no head knowledge. I didn't come to the faith because of some, some debate and somebody wanted to debate and I'm like, oh, okay, I believed God. No, no, I believed in Jesus and believe in Jesus because of who he says he is and who he is. But in a lot of times we can end up picking up this, this language from people, again, in our ignorance, because we think it's right. But don't worry, our father's gonna correct you just like he corrected me. So, cause we all have the same mind. So I'm not the only one that's gonna get this correction. But when I would hear the terms like, or the phrases like, um, we, we need to think biblically or we need to think scripturally, or is this biblical or is this um, something that is not biblical? I'm like, what is that now? You know, more time that I spend with my father, I'm like, what, what would that even mean? Before it sounded right. But now I'm just like, what does that even mean? Is this biblical? Because what he had placed on my heart was that when you're talking and acting like this, you're relying on your own understanding. You have to first, when you're saying something like this is biblical or is this biblical, you're basically asking at the same time or trying to ask at the same time, is this godly? Is this righteous? And so then you'll go to the scriptures on your own understanding and not to the father because again, the Bible is, you're, you're thinking if the Bible is the source of truth and not Jesus, instead of the Bible revealing the source of truth, if you go to the actual Bible believing that's their source of truth, and then you gotta go and study the scripture and now you gotta memorize the scripture so you let you know what the scripture means. And then now you gotta go and understand the Greek. And then you gotta go and do this and this and that to really get the deeper meaning of it. And oh man, it, you can't get that translation. You gotta go to that translation. What are you doing? You're actually relying on your understanding. You're not going to the Father. You're going to your intellect, your mind. 
You're not being led by our father. He is not your teacher. You're your own teacher. You're calling yourself teacher or you're going to another man and calling that person teacher. And I would actually see that when I would or hear that when I would see videos or hear when people would talk about how um, I don't listen to this person. I listen to that person. You know, this is there's nothing new under the sun. You remember how it's written in scriptures where that happened with Paul or some people were boasting about Paul, uh, this person saving them and that person saving them. And Paul was like, I'm glad I didn't baptize any of you all except any name like a few people. Because he didn't save you. Paul didn't save them. He was saying, you don't need to be sitting here arguing about I'm under this person. I'm under that person. I was saved by this person. Got to unlearn those ways. It's the ways of the world. Put on the new mind of Christ. Be transformed by putting on the new mind of Christ. And that happens by your faith in Jesus. You're going to that person and that person and that person. That person said this. This person said that. Even so much so that you hear this heavily. And I think this is why it's becoming very, very popular. And I want to really, really talk about. I don't know these people. I don't know who Charles Spurgeon is. I don't know who. Um, I can, Well, he's the most popular name. I keep hearing a lot. But I don't know a lot of these people, especially they're, they're quoting people and quoting things people. Calvinism, John Calvin. They're quoting things that people have said that have lived or may have lived. Because I'm saying ain't nothing in this world truthful. We're out here in school, grade school, junior high, high school, learning that this was the president or this was the history teacher. Harry Tubman was this. And I'm just sitting here like, Lord, the more I'm coming to understand your truth and what you reveal to us and how evil this world is and how I have the devil knows how people love to worship and put people up on a pedestal instead of worshiping you, Lord, he'll make up stories. He'll make up a whole story and a whole individual and a whole figure and make it sound good. And I know he does it. That's th this is stuff that I know that while I was meditating one day where God was sharing, you know, yeah, I can reference and quote things that people have said or that is known. Like, OK, let's say Abraham Lincoln said this quote or whatever. And I'll be like, this is commonly known that Abraham Lincoln quoted this or said this. But I, again, he, he was correcting me about being very intentional about my speech when I, even when I'm referencing historical figures or just situations in general, because he reminded me you weren't there. You see how the world is today in the last five years, not even the last 10 years, how the news has misconstrued what actually has happened in the world. And it's easier to catch because we got cameras where a person would just take a snippet of the scene and not the whole scene and make their own story. Imagine what it was before cameras and before we could record and video stuff. People were still doing the same thing. They were just doing it differently. And we know history is not truly true history, what was being written down. So why people out here believing that certain figures existed if we don't know they existed? Oh, there's the grave. And how do we know that was them? That could have been another man. And now you just made that man another person. And people will go above and beyond to not only tell a lie, but then to turn around and make up a whole bunch of stuff. Cause now they got to cover up the lie. They got to cover up the tracks. They got to now build up the lie. Got to make it more believable. They start believing it more. It's more interesting. So when I'm referencing to people like John Calvin or Charles Spurgeon or 
all these other people. I think, and and when it says how old they were when they were born, which was a long time ago, a long, long time ago, if they did exist, I may reference certain things, certain historical quote unquote church fathers said, but that's also already a problem. There's that whole mysticism, that whole mystical element behind, oh, this man lived, a man lived thousands of years ago. And he was a church father. You don't know if that man was saved because you wasn't even around him to test his fruits, but you're out here talking about he was a church father. What he said was the truth because this is what I read. They're acting like the, a lot of people are acting like these church fathers are Jesus. Only his word. I don't have to see him to know he the truth. I didn't have to be there to know he the truth. Blessed are they that don't see him, that didn't see him. I don't have to know to all that. I believe what I took him for what his word is, just like how people do today. They don't know any of these folks. They never seen any of these folks that they out here studying and quoting and referencing and stuff like that. But they take them for what they say at face value as the truth. I did that with Jesus. I took him for his word, for what he said and not people. And you have a lot of people out here doing that. So it's not just uh, folks saying, you know, the Bible is the word of God and it's the truth. There's a lot of people out here saying that uh, the church fathers or this and we we have to go with what is written, um, what is it called, creed and this and this and that and all this stuff. And there's some good knowledge there because I've read some of these things and I'm just like, okay. But at the end of the day, where is your faith being placed? Because if your faith is in Jesus, you don't need these things. You don't need to explain what your faith is about. Even on my website, I have said, I've written down that I don't have a statement of faith. I don't need that. One, I don't want to encourage anybody that comes to my website to sit here and um, believe me for what I'm saying. I believe in this. I believe in that. I don't believe in this. Because I'm going to be honest with you. When I first, I first did my website a couple of years ago, I was looking at other Christian websites because I agreed with a lot of the creeds and statements of faith that people said because it, it aligned with what was in Scripture and our faith in Jesus. So instead of just sitting there trying to rewrite it, I actually went to another website and will copy and paste it in my website. That website didn't actually get launched. It's been a, it was a couple of years because there were some areas where God had corrected me about what basically what I needed to have on the site. Because I said from the jump, I want this ministry to be yours. I don't want it to be mine. And there were areas where he corrected me about when I would post all the things that I am and what I can do. And I would put an emphasis on all those things. Quinella Tubbs is an artist. Da, 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 da. I don't put that on there. I, I, will, I will place... For example, that these are things that I do, but these gifts, again, I'm directing it back to my father. Whereas years ago, I didn't do that. But specifically with a statement of faith, I did not care and do not care to put one on there because you don't know me personally. You've known what I'm teaching on the YouTube channel. And as of this recording anyway, I'm just using my cartoon avatar. So you don't even know how it look like unless you know me before I got on this channel. And actually most people who are familiar with me, don't really know me. They knew Quinella back in high school. They know the old dead Quinella. <laughs> you can pull up Google searches if you want to see my face. That's the old me. That's not me. Now, that's not me. She did. So thank God she's dead. So I want a person, because you can actually teach somebody indirectly without actually verbally saying it. I want a person to do what God has told us to do. 
You need to test the spirits to see if they're of God. I have a spirit. I am a spirit. I'm just in a body here to be able to operate on this earth lawfully. So I have a spirit. Test to see if my spirit comes from my father. How do you do that? What does Jesus also say? What does our father also say through his word, Jesus? You got to discern them fruit. He also says that a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Good fruit cannot come from a bad tree. Bad fruit can't come from a good tree. On top of the fact he said, without me, you can't produce good fruit. So if you see any good fruit in anything that I'm distributing, you'll know who I belong to. You'll know I belong to the tree of life, which is Jesus. I don't have to say that. But then at the same time, by me not saying that, you will be practicing what Jesus tells us to do. But if I just sit here and put out, oh, this is my statement of faith. This is my creed. I believe in this, 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 and that. You're not going to do all that. You're going to be spiritually lazy and you're going to take me for my word. And the only word you should be taking at face value like that is Jesus. Without question. And people want to call that blind faith and then turn around and do the same thing with another human being. So don't listen to folks like that. They don't know what they're talking about. And I'm just saying that based off of me being right here. You have people doing the same thing. They're not... They, they didn't live in the same time frame. They don't even know these people existed, but yet they're calling them their church fathers and saying all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, you are not even there and could not be there to test the fruits to see if they really were of God or if they were just of a religious dialect or entity and group of people. You didn't know. Are you going off of somebody else's word or their word if they even existed? Because we don't even know if they existed. You just believe they existed because another person said that. But did God tell you that? You know, I'll reference an individual, but I'm, I'm even then I wouldn't be like, this is commonly known. I'm not going to talk like that's the facts. That's the truth. Because I don't know. If I die today or if my father calls me home, because I'll never die. If my father calls me home today, 200 years later, somebody says, Quinella said these things and she believed these things. If you take that person at face value for the truth, because you're all about trying to learn about Quinella instead of about Jesus. You actually not only could believe a whole bunch of lies, but that's not even who I really was. You're just going off of what another person said. And that's what ends up happening in this world. It's just like when the devil's out here talking to people, trying to discredit God through his written revelations. You see it in the memes and all kinds of stuff. Did God really say this? If God said this, then that must be true. And this other mess where I've scene where Lord means the devil and all this other crap. I'm like, what in the world are you getting this? Oh, you know what? I know where you're getting this from. Never mind. I know who you're getting this from. <sighs> it doesn't even make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense. If you really sit to anybody out here, if that's you, you really need to sit down and think about what you're saying. You probably won't because if you're in the flesh, you're going to be a busybody. You're too busy in sin. You don't want to sit and be still and know that God is God. But really sit and see what you're saying. Listen to what you're really saying. Then go back and see if you're actually correct. <laughs> don't go and get some confirmation bias and read another person who's been told the same lie and say, well, yep, therefore I'm true. No. Go to God. Take him for his word. I dare you to go that. I, I dare you. I don't even do that, but I dare. I, I got to talk like you. I dare you to go to God, honestly, and take him for his word. And just like you do with everybody else. A meme passes across. You ain't even trying to scrutinize it or criticize it. It's, it's the facts. That's the truth. That's truth. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. That's 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 right. I believe in that. I believe that. You ain't know the person who made the meme, but you believe him. But won't do that for Jesus. Won't do that for God and his word. That's why when you stand before him, when you're out, if anybody out here talking about, I'm going to tell God this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to say, why didn't you? I know you won't. There is no excuse for your behavior on this earth. There ain't no excuse. You sat here in your whole life. I don't think God's going to say this because he doesn't explain himself. But basically, you would know when you stand before him, if you're standing and you didn't repent of your sins before you died, which that's going to happen when you believe in Jesus, you're going to repent of your sins. Believing in Jesus and walking with him is a walk of repentance. But you'll realize all that running you did on earth, you finally had to stand still. When you were never still on earth, knowing that God is God, you're finally going to be still on judgment day. And you're going to realize all that running wasn't worth it. Everything that you scrutinized and said, God, this, this, and that, you were doing the same thing with people and saw no problem with it because that's who you were worshiping. You thought you knew your heart, but you didn't. God knew your heart. While your heart were out here telling you, you're doing the right thing. You're doing good. Guess who was talking to it? The devil. And you were listening to him. Being like Judas, you invited him in your heart. Trying to look for people for answers. Trying to look to Christians for answers to why you don't believe in Jesus. That's where you messed up. We know we got fault that God is working out on us. We're working out our salvation with fear and trembling because we have faith in the work of God. We're dying to self daily. If I didn't have any errors that I needed to correct in myself, I wouldn't need to die to myself daily. I'd be just fine. But some of y'all out here looking to Christians as a statement of your faith for why you won't have faith in Jesus. You messing yourself up. I acknowledge my faults. You running. You running acting like you ain't got none and trying to find fault in Jesus. You messing yourself up. You know what God says to a person like this that's be ready? They be out there running. This is what he told man to write down. A wicked man runs when no one's pursuing him. When you hear God speak, did you believe in him? You're listening to the truth. And when you hear the truth, you're going to be like, mm, yeah, yeah, that's good. That sounds good. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. We don't want to forget that. Oh, the power to writing something down. Not saying that you can sit here and write something down and make it come to fruition, make it happen. Oh, that's a bunch of lies too. No, when you write something down, it's like writing it down. What did they say? Like seven times? So yeah, man wrote that down. But if you write it from God, you're not still enough. You're not, you're not being still. You can't be still long enough to write down what God's saying. That's what I'm saying. People that disobey God and they hate God and they hate the truth, they didn't write them scriptures. People out here talking about mankind wrote the scriptures like it came from the mind of man. People talk like that because they love to be worshipped. They want the mind and the word of man to be worshipped. That's why they're out there saying that crap. Don't listen to them either because they're going to lie. And they know they follow the devil in disobedience. They're going to do the desires that they follow the devil. They're going to lie. And ain't nobody chasing you. I'm not chasing you. Christians out here that are telling you the truth, they're not chasing you. We're the same body. Christ is not chasing you. Jesus Christ is the son of God. He's God. God ain't chasing you. Mm -mm. Running just like Adam did in the Garden of Eden when he disobeyed God. And you're hiding just like Adam did in the Garden of Eden when you don't have to hide. Remember? Jesus was walking and he called out to his son. And his son took off.
when he heard his father coming. When before, he was in communion and chit-chatting with his son while his son was praising his works. His son was out there saying, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, when God made him a woman for him. And then later on, when he disobeyed him, he took off running. See, that's a different mindset. You don't have to live in that mindset when you believe in Jesus and not believe in the devil's lies, which is believing in the devil. Because if that is happening, that's your daddy. And he ain't a provider. He's a destroyer of souls. But anyway, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And God bless.